Welcome down to episode number 84 of the Down South Photo Show with me, Brendan Waits, here in Ocean Grove, Victoria, Australia, and the guy on the other screen or in your other ear, if you are listening to the podcast, it's Cam Blake in a very snowy, cold, wet, and woolly Tasmania. Good evening, afternoon, good morning, Cameron. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, Brendan. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's been chilly down here. <laughs> I won't lie. Um, it's, um, yeah. It, it, it has been. You got a cold front, a cold snap. We got a cold snap and I have never, I don't think I ever have. I took a photo the other day. It was, what are we today? Wednesday. It must have been Monday when it came through. Mm-hmm. And I took a photo, which is on my Facebook page at the moment. Uh, it's of this sunset with a little sort of lake, a little pond in the foreground. And I was standing on this composition for about 20 minutes in knee-high snow, freezing my feet off. Um, and the actual tarn or the puddle in front froze over as I was standing there. <laughs> and I've, I've don't, I don't think I've ever seen that before. No, it's cold. So it was cold. Um, and we had ice to deal with on the roads. That was That's always a bit of fun, watching other people not know how to drive in the conditions and take two-wheel drive cars up hills. It does and, happen every year, doesn't it? I mean, come it's on, just people. Every Get time. your act together, you, Tasmania. You know what's stupid down here? Like, you go to Victoria and you go up any mountain – You've got to have chains in the winter. Mm-hmm. Down yeah. here, chains are like chains are like fourth on the list. So you've got to have <laughs> you've got to have a car. You've mm. got to have you know uh, something to eat. Beer. You've got to have you've got to have a two wheel drive car, and then maybe you might take chains and do that. But it's weird. They don't. It's not a. It's not an emphasis down here. Which so. is funny because you know whenever you go there into the wilderness areas, any particularly anywhere that's elevated. Mm. They bang on ad nauseum about being careful with hypothermia and how quickly the weather can change. Yes. And, yeah. Know. Yeah. But and don't worry if you get got, stuck in the car, you'll right. be fine. You've got some steel and glass around you. You'll be fine. And you know what? Uh, it's not. It's not fun to say, but it does happen a bit down here. Is the locals just don't care? So you know, you <laughs> you drive you drive along and you see you know you can tell the tourism cars you've got like the hire cars got little barcode on the back window. <laughs> yes, and and you just see them go up, and next minute they're into the gutter, sliding off, and the locals just go, "Yep, just they've got yep. no interest in helping unless it's really, really emergency." They are quite happy just to wave and keep driving past. It's, it's kind of like good luck with that. Bye. Yeah, it's like um, it's not my problem. Um, see you later. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, we had a real cold snap here. It's freezing today as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, but, it's, it's, uh, it's it was quite similar down south in Victoria as well. And the uh, snowfields, the snowfields have had a bit of a dumping up there. They, they did. They they copped a bit, which is good. Um, mm, that's good. Always needed at this time of year for the people running all the businesses up there, with everyone flocking from Melbourne up to the snow. That'd be a hard gig running a um a business up in. If your business relied on snowfall um, oh, in mate. Australia, you, shout I out. Think be, uh, yeah, it would be. It would be a real tough gig because it would be. It's not guaranteed. Um, well, it's, it's why you see so many of them diversifying now and they're doing like you know mountain bike trails and stuff yeah. in the shoulder yeah. season and summer so uh, yeah. i get it um i'm going to talk about my background and then we're going to talk about yours are we going to are we going to thank are we going to thank all the 564 subs and all that kind of stuff you just did thanks everyone for subscribing and of course if you haven't subscribed uh we'd love to see this push up to a thousand let's get it up there by the end of the year a thousand subs one on million the YouTubes. One million. And uh, do we want to touch on quickly on our weather photographic competition that's currently running through the month of June? 
sure it's like you're running the show it's just good i like this i'm gonna sit back <laughs> and just relax and let you do all the driving uh you, if you you, you just <laughs> you just skip the first three points oh that's okay yeah, we'd like to good. mix it up here on the down south photo show uh yes right, our just... weather photo comp which is running through the month mm-hmm. of june which means uh will this no we've got we'll sneak one more episode in maybe unless you're mm-hmm. yeah anyway we'll uh, see yeah yeah maybe yeah but we'll, keep we'll them coming we've got... about it We've um since the last episode, everyone's woken up and gone, oh, okay, I can win two hundred dollars from Brendan. That's that's right. Uh, and they and they've just piled on uh, into the competition. And there no, is now. Um, let me be clear: you don't win two hundred dollars from Brendan. You win a two hundred dollar oh, gift voucher. Oh, oh, Ocean Grove camera and photo. Is it? To be is it not trans? It's not transferable. <laughs> no. What is it? Not redeemable for cash. Not redeemable. See, see terms and conditions. Uh-huh. Not valid in South Australia. <laughs> <laughs> so having a look through here um we've got i reckon we've got close to 50 entries now um, um you you um you flagged an entry with me the other day and i'm glad you did that's an amazing photo yes so, um but, but yeah we're, we're crack we're cracking along we've got plenty of entries there um but don't fret you've still got uh another as of today you've got nine days left so Probably another week by the time this comes out, but we've got everything. We've got weather, we've got rain, we've got dust storms, we've got rainbows, we've got uh, massive seas, we've got we auroras, could do our we've own got fog. Down south photo show viewers weather calendar. Yeah, we even got some hoarfrost. I love hoarfrost. Hoarfrost. Okay. H a h o a r frost. Right. You know when all the trees just go white and they just freeze. That's called hoarfrost, is it? That's called hoarfrost. Yeah. I was today uh, years old of, when I found that out. Yeah, it's a bit of a phenomenon when it happens because the, the dew points and the conditions and the air temps all have to marry up for it to happen. But uh, we are cranking along with this competition. And you know what? I think this is going to have to be a regular feature. I think we're going to yeah. have to run a monthly competition and you yeah. just have to keep giving away money. And I think I just gave birth to another idea, but we might need to discuss it off air anyway. <laughs> no, I just, I just, I no, I just said we could do a, a weather calendar. We could, we could. Oh, you want to do a weather calendar? Well, we could pick the top twelve and you know have a calendar yeah. for people to to feature in. Anyway, yeah. Well, that'd if save us. That's a good the, idea. That, let us know. Well, that the best thing about that is that we don't need to worry. About, we've got all the images there. We just sell it. And hmm. that's we right. have that's to worry about people do these days. They just give away their images for free, right? Yeah, that's it. No, as, we won't. As, uh, we won't. Be as we discussed about around. ten episodes ago. Mm. it's not what we do here that's not maybe other podcasts but not this one no definitely other podcasts um mm. i'm going to briefly talk about my background should i should i go, go full screen it. do it okay well there now i've disappeared and there so this is uh a part i don't know if i used this as a background before i might have anyway it doesn't matter uh, I don't know. maybe not so this is this is the northern side of the Ballerine Peninsula, Cameron, one that you may or may not be overly familiar with. So this is over at a place called Clifton Springs, which is oh, yes. uh, Drysdale, Clifton Springs, St. Leonard's, Indented Head, all these areas over there. Port Arlington, how could I forget? Um, anyway, this is an old the the remnants of an old jetty that used to run out here. Um, yeah. Used to be used for loading of produce and stuff on the Ballerine. And there's about four of them, but this one's really easy to access. Like you literally got a car park 50 meters from here. So quite often I'll come to this location. Uh, I think I might've even ridden my bike over for this one, but I, I get over there quite often and, the, and you take a number 
there's about four other photographers there with their tripods uh, taking this exact same photo. So uh, yeah. if you do happen to get a good sunset, uh, like mm. kind of got there, um, yeah. yeah, it's a re everyone really jockeys for position. It doesn't face sunset though; it faces north. So the sunsets, as you can see, off to the left or out to the west there. So it's uh, yeah, a little bit tricky mm, that location cool. to get the photos. So um, it is a good cool. spot though. And the reason I'm using that as my background is because today a lovely person bought a gigantic canvas of it off me. So nice. Is yeah, that Horizon Straight? Just want to make sure Probably that Horizon Straight. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no. I'm putting them up crooked on purpose now. And mm. every time a certain photographer posts a photo, do you think I'm not going to scrutinize that Horizon? See, they've made I a reckon. rod to their own back here. Yeah, you know what they did though? They they they're lazy. That's what they are because a lot of their images that they post up don't have horizons. Don't have horizons. I noticed. Yeah. I've been waiting for one. And I'm yeah, like, I'm gonna... getting the plumb bob out. I'm getting a spirit level on that sucker. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna get it. But I reckon I reckon we can get them on other technicalities, that's for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Um, that that that's person right. will yeah. remain nameless, but they are an award winning photographer, which like I like I said, it was that... low hanging fruit, but he decided to pick it. And that's fine. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And now you've said it's a he, so that gives it away. Um Narrowed yeah, they're they're, they're an award the they're an award winning photographer, which as you know means that they've entered a competition. So wow. That's right. Say. <laughs> Does that make me anyway. an award-winning photographer as well? Great. We're all um, we're all awarding. You want to talk about my take, background? Where did you take your yeah. background photo, Cam? Uh, I took my background freezing my ass off. Um, I've done a similar shot to this last winter, and this is what I love about weather, speaking of our competition, that weather does always repeat. So around about the same time of year, you get similar conditions with the seasons. So this is up in the Central Highlands, and there's a really cool section of these beautiful gums uh, I'm going to call them snow gums. I, I'm assuming they are. Uh, but there's this beautiful dirt road that runs off. Not many people go up there, but it is, it'd be probably five kilometres of this kind of scenery. And once you get those big snow dumps, it really is like shooting fish in a barrel for your photography. So this was taken on Monday. Uh, this is around about lunchtime and it was blizzarding. Like we just, we could see it coming in from the left, coming from the West Coast. And it looked like storm, like it looked like a massive big black storm cloud coming through and it just dumped on us for about two hours. I was out there with my mate, Jamie. We uh, packed the four wheel drive up, went out for the day. And um, yeah, we just got some incredible conditions. Um, both of us got, I reckon a dozen photos that are worthy of entering into competitions or, or the like. Um, but yeah, it's just such a great time of year down here when you get those big icy blasts, you got to be careful. Like I said earlier, like with the ice and stuff like that, but if you're prepared and you're sensible, um, you can really get some beautiful shots. So and, do, you, do uh, you remember back when we were way more professional and used to have guests on the show? We had a, we've had a, we've had maybe two or three so far. Yeah, and we're probably yeah, due yeah. for another one. Having said that, but yeah, we, we could get someone on there. Yeah. Do you remember I, I had a segment that I used to call was it was it was it burst mode or rapid fire or something? Yeah, I think that lasted about two episodes. Can I can I do a quick rapid fire about you and snow photography? Uh, yeah, go for it. Let's do this it. is unscripted, completely off the cuff. Question without notice. Okay, good. Make <laughs> okay. it easy. All right. Okay. Uh, your go-to lens for shooting snow scenes. Uh, do you have a preferred angle? Preferred. I, I I do like. It, it depends. If if it's a forest shot, I I like sort of like a fifty mil, so you can sort of compress it a bit, like this one behind me. Yeah, but if it's an open open field shot with mountains, then it's probably about a 20, 21 mil lens. Cool, and that that's so. This is on the Olympus system, so as uh, yeah, playing uh, at home. 
on any system really if i'm looking yep. for a wide angle lens i try not to go any wider than about 18 mil but 20 okay. i think 21s i like and if i could pick three lenses to go out in a snow day i'd take a 21 a 50 and maybe something like a 200 mil very good and do you have a preferred time of day so when the snow comes is there mm. is is it is it better when the sun's in a particular part of the sky or it doesn't really matter it doesn't really matter for me down here because the sun barely gets out of the northern sky all day long. So, yes. um, but for snow photography, um, this is where I would encourage people again, safety being paramount. But I would I would really encourage people to get out one when it's happening. Don't wait for the the big storms to pass. Um, put yourself out where you want to be when the storms are going through the snowstorms because this was like lunchtime and it was you know. It was like a mat, just completely whited out. It was fantastic. So yeah, light cool. almost light almost becomes irrelevant when you've just got this beautiful big blanket of snow clouds over the top of you blocking out the sun. And any sun that does come through is usually a bit of a bonus or uh, can help out a bit. But what I find with people in their snow photography, maybe not the hardcores, but you know the people that are trying to you know, get their way into in photo- photography and snow photography is they go out more so after the fact. And try and they get those beautiful blue skies and all the mountains covered in snow. Uh, I would suggest trying to make sure you're in it while it's happening because it, it it might it might blizzard for two or three hours, but you'll get some incredible shots in a, in and out of that weather as well. So, and um, fun fact: we are recording this on winter solstice. We are yes, people it is have the all got their shortest day of the year. Daylight. Yeah, all the people, all the people have got their gear off down here. They do a winter solstice swim. Cool. About a thousand people go butt naked in the beach down here. Did you as well? Nope. No, give that a, <laughs> give that a wide berth. Uh, yep, yep, absolutely, figuratively um, and literally. <laughs> I haven't finished my burst mode yet. Uh, um, okay, so if you could give people one tip about shooting snow, yep, what would it be? You know what it's going to be. Um, That's why I'm asking I, you. <laughs> yeah, uh, shooting snow, you just need to watch your exposure. Um, yes. Because it's such what we would call a high key scene, because it's so white, um, the camera gets a little bit confused, and the camera is always trying to find that middle middle tone to make its metering or its starting point to do the metering for you. If you're pointing the camera at a purely white scene, the camera is going to try and underexpose it a bit or make make a bit of a mistake. So on this day on Monday, I think I had my camera set to one stop over exposing which sounds completely counterproductive to what you want to do. You're overexposing the camera in a really bright scene. Um, but what you're doing is you're just correcting the camera's metering system from offsetting a bit because it's so white. So that'd be my tip is just watch your exposure, shoot at least even exposure, if not one stop over thereabouts. And what happens is it just helps render your, your scene a bit more white and, and pure. Okay. Um, I don't know if I've ever asked you this. Do you, do you shoot in RAW plus JPEG? uh sometimes okay it depends um, where i am if i'm if i'm doing a workshop for example our murray mallee workshop that is is it sold out now no yes uh, I no i think it. it is i think it is sold out yeah it is sold out bad luck folks um for that one i'll <laughs> i'll shoot i'll shoot both raw and uh jpeg because if i get back to the hotel room and i want to quickly up, upload something to social media or send it to someone I can just pull off a JPEG, do a quick cheeky edit on the phone and send it off. Yeah. Um, but I always shoot raw because obviously raw gives you more control over uh, what you can do afterwards in post-production. But yeah, I shoot um, mainly raw, but yeah, raw and JPEG, 
the, the the size of memory cards these days you can do both anyway yeah so um speaking for myself i shoot raw plus jpeg more so that when uh it's just for a, a file searching kind of thing so if i want to view the files quickly and spot an image really quickly i can just open that i can see the jpeg sitting right next to the raw file so when i'm going to edit yeah i've got yeah. them both and they've got the both they're both called the same file name they just have a different um a different suffix they just like you know what do we have w what are ours called olympus org uh, orf orf olympus raw files yeah. whereas yeah you can get you know uh canon crf and yeah Nik- nikon raw files and all that sort of stuff so yeah um, nikon's got a funny file as well so um, when it so with that in mind nref yeah great yeah, we're not Nikon bashing this week. That's not cool. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't be brandest. Mm. <laughs> Although I'll tell you what, unless they give I us actually, reason to. <laughs> no, no. I shared something on social media the other day, and I actually applauded Nikon. Did you see that? They had a video, a little promo video going up there that completely shot down AI. Oh, um, very good. No, I didn't. Was, I didn't see that. You'll have to share it with me. You probably did yeah, already, it, but uh, I probably did. It was very cool. They. Pretty much they were saying that, you know, yeah, yeah, you can go out and do stuff with AI and make it all happen, but it never never beats being there in real life. Yeah. So okay. Um anyway, is that the is that any more burst questions? Well, just one last thing. It's a bit of an aside. So when you are shooting in JPEG, obviously the image goes through the image processor. Do you worry yourself too much with things like white balance? No, never. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. So you're um, just an auto I- white balance kind of guy. I am an auto white balance kind of guy. Um, And I can tell you now I I process my little tip to people as well, how I process my shots is with color balance. I almost, it's called color temperature, obviously because it's rated in Kelvins and all that kind of stuff. But I actually take that literally as in what temperature was I feeling when I was out shooting. So if I was shooting this and I was freezing cold, I tend to push my color temperature a little bit to the cooler side because it's a cooler scene, it's cold. So I, I that's one way I remember how to adjust my color temperature yeah. is that if I remember I remember standing out in the snow or if I'm on a beach and it's really hot or I'm up at Kakadu or something like that, I'll generally push the color temperature to the temperature I was feeling um, as, as, a, as a human, not so much as the color and the light. Yeah. Um, so a lot of my snow stuff in, is in always- In post-production, little, you're talking in about- In post-production, right? yes. Yeah, yeah, I still yeah. shoot, yeah, still shoot auto, but then- yeah adjusted afterwards in, in in accordance to how I was feeling. If I was freezing cold, it'll be a bit bluer, a bit cooler. If I was a bit hot, it'll be the other way around. Yeah, because the way I way I teach beginners in particular who who don't really need to know too much about raw files, I do encourage they shoot them, but I don't bang on too much mm. about raw files, is I do get them to play with the white balance settings in camera before they take the shot, purely so yeah. they can see the effect that it has so that yeah. they get their head around when they do come to editing raw files down the track, what it yeah. actually means and the difference it can actually make to your image. So, yeah. um, and and also if you shoot JPEG on the correct color temperature, so uh, co- uh, correct white balance, so if it's daylight, you shoot in daylight white balance, you've got a good reference point to come back to as well. It's going to be yeah. the JPEG will be more color accurate, but you've still got all that detail in your raw file to manipulate. So yeah there you go um didn't, didn't my, know this was little, going to be a workshop did you no i didn't no my little cautionary note to that is um i see it a lot where i you go up to people's cameras on workshops and say oh hey you're going good and yeah the first thing i notice is the color temperature yeah and i'm like oh cool what are you what color temperature you're shooting 
and they're like, oh, oh, I had it set for cloudy yesterday. That's right. It was cloudy, yeah. and now I've got. It. So I find that sometimes it can trip people up a bit with yeah. color balance, um, but it is definitely good to understand. I think it's good for people to understand what color temperature represents and, and what what the numbers and kelvins mean and things like that and yeah you know what daylight daylight temperature is and and you know all those kind of things so it, it's handy to know but yeah i'm a bit See, I'm, I, just, and I, I, I kind of get people looking at light as we're shooting and recognizing the change in light yes uh, so much so the other night uh, so i did my landscapes and seascapes workshop on saturday and uh the light was changing so quick and it was great because I would literally be mid-sentence explaining something and I'd just stop and go, light just changed. And it was amazing yep. how few people actually noticed it change. Mm, okay. And, yeah. and it's yeah. literally just the cloud slipping, uh, the sun slipping behind a cloud that changes color temperature. Uh, when the yep. sun hits a horizon, that changes color temperature, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, um, we um we had a, the other night when I was out shooting with Jamie in the snow, um, we waited in this snow bit with a little tarn froze over. And it was a bit like your shot behind you. It had that pink and purple in the sky. Yeah. And we we're freezing. Like we we're, we we're bordering on getting too cold. And I said, yep. dude, I said, let's let's just give us 15 minutes more because we're going to get that afterglow and that purple magenta pops yeah, up yeah. in the sky. And yeah. it did it. And it changed within, you know, it was a six or seven minute bracket of that color coming and then going. Yeah. And it, but it made the shot. So, you know, it is train yourself to watch light change and the more yeah. you do it, the more you'll see the little subtle changes that that we get, that we normally do as well. Yeah, and the, and the reason I make a song and dance about people recognizing that the light has changed, it should also then trigger you to check other things that you might have changed. For example, ISO. So exactly mm. what you said about white balance, it's the same thing. People will go out and shoot astro, and then the next morning they're trying to shoot the sunrise at twenty six thousand ISO, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, yeah, yeah. why are these photos looking so crap? <laughs> Why am I getting eight thousandths of a second shutter speed? Yeah, that's crazy. Right. And the sun's not yeah. even up yet. My camera's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, there. There's some good tips in there, like especially, um, and I think it comes back to the the whole idea of understanding your camera and settings. Like we can all read in YouTube and stuff like that, but nothing beats getting out there and just constantly going through the motions with your camera. Yeah. Um, so many people, you know, on the workshops we did the other week, you know, people go, oh. Yeah, I haven't had my camera out since the last one. Like that's that's six months ago. Like, yeah. oh yeah, okay, I need to get out more. Well, yeah, if you want to get better at this, you need to practice. And I always encourage people to take their camera out in the car with them wherever they're going. If you see something on the side of the road, pull over, take a shot. Just get used to going through the motions, and then the more you do it, you know, the better you get. Yeah, I, I get. I tell people like on cold winters nights when you might be watching, geez, I don't know, the ashes. You could sit there and uh, have your camera. And just literally, yeah. you know, oh, this is how I change ISO. This is how I change white balance. This is my aperture. This is my shutter, blah, blah, blah. And just, yeah, yeah, you know, and the analogy I always use is, you know, when I when I play more golf, I get better at it. Funny about mm. that. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's the old, what is it, the 1,000 hours? Yeah, it takes a 1,000 hours to to become proficient at something or whatever it is, but um Right. Yeah, like we're, we're, we're sort of lucky. Why am I still though. so like, shit at golf then? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, we're both shit at golf. Um, the, the, that's the one thing it's, that we have an advantage over people is that, you know, we do we do this as a, as a living and we get out yeah. a fair bit. Like I, I get to the point where I think I'm shooting too much. I actually get out and everything just becomes too repetitive. And yeah, I've been to this spot before and I, I just don't see that feel happening. it. Yeah, I can mm. see that happening. I mean, conversely to when you when you at a scene and you at a location and you have photographers block, 
you can yeah. also have the converse, which is yeah, you know, over overdoing it. Yeah, and I, and I in the last month, I reckon I've had a bit of that. Like I've just like we've done workshop after workshop after workshop, and yeah. any sort of downtime of wanting to go and enjoy my photography, I've got out there, and I've I've, literally, I've done it a couple of times. I've driven for an hour and a half somewhere, and come home. I haven't taken a photo. I'm like, eh, yeah, yeah, just it's a nice drive. So you can overdo it as well. So yeah. it's funny though, isn't it? Because you you can't you get out to like you might take a two hour drive, and then you feel like compelled. I know I'm not coming yes. all this way without <laughs> without yeah. getting a shot, you know. So yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's tricky. Um, yeah. Okay, so we, we've basically talked for 25 minutes about nothing that was on the run sheet, but that's okay. That's okay. We've got some topics. Didn't you want to talk about? Yeah. Uh, I do. You're, I do. You're selling, you're selling something quite unique, aren't you? Yeah, so um, I, I took a shot. Uh, it was actually during my landscape and seascape workshop on Saturday. Uh, right. Something that I don't normally do, and it was really different, but I was really happy with how it came out. I was actually... We just had 10 minutes while we're waiting for a bit of light to change, mucking around a bit. And then it's sort of the phrase fine art photography came came to me. And I'm like, okay, what the hell does that mean? But the scene I was looking at just screamed fine art photography. Some people might call it still life. Um, Anyway, it's it's a shot of, uh, we'll put it up on the screen. I'll put it up on the screen. Here it is right now. There it is there. Um, (laughs) and, And it was... Yeah, it was just really cool light cat, uh, hitting the side of some grasses. It's winter, mm-hmm. so the light's really low. It was yeah. really high contrast. So I used spot metering just to get, just to read the light off the blades of grass, uh, which of course just turned the background right down. So it um, it, it really made the, the the grass pop away from yeah. the background, which is a shot I absolutely, I love doing that kind of photography. Anyway, I got the frame, looked at it on the screen. It's like, that's, pretty cool and then just sort of logged it and i'm gonna have to look at that photo later on mm. anywho mm. uh fast forward to this week and i'm going through those photos i put up on the screen and it's actually really sharp and it's it's kind of cool and i thought right i'm gonna sell this but i'm only gonna sell it once um yep. so and that's where i wanted to leverage off that fine art photography thing mm. you know photography by its very nature is we can we can reproduce prints that literally in infinite number of times as many times as you like and we've talked about it before on the show that how that can um sometimes devalue the work uh in so far as it's not limited edition and of course a painter only paints a piece once that they can't sit there and paint it again exactly the same whereas we can reprint it exactly the same and the big difference there is i can limit how many are sold so in the case of this piece of fine art photography for want of a better phrase i'm selling it once um and i'm putting a hefty price tag on it and it's not so much you know testing the market or anything i'm just yeah i suppose it is i'm curious i'm I'm, i've never tried this before um i've had a little bit of feedback about it already um nothing negative um a lot of you know which i was a bit afraid of that it'd be like oh come on mate who do you think you are you know um one person comes to mind but yeah yeah <laughs> well that's right <laughs> exactly um and and full disclosure i'm selling this piece for six thousand dollars uh yeah. it's a big piece it's framed in victorian ash uh it, it's going to look incredible on anyone's wall yeah but it will it's be, gonna be it's going to be 106 centimeters by 155 centimeters yeah so it's a vertical vertical print so it's a meter and a half tall by over a meter wide yeah. it's big it's on canvas and as i say it's going to be framed in the victorian so, ash frame 
a, qu- a quick little summary for people that aren't watching. So the guys yes. that are listening on the ever growing podcast. Yes. Um, so this this is a shot of some s- sort of grass by the by the ocean or uh, seagrass or whatever you want to call it or coastal mm-hmm. grass. And it's got some yep. beautiful afternoon light on it. It's got some really lovely shadowing behind it and stuff like that. So it's a lovely shot and it looks beautiful and it is fine art and it looks great framed up how you've got it there in, in the promo as well. Thank so, you. Um, so yeah, this this is a really interesting one because this limited edition one-off, you know, fine art stuff, it's come and gone and it goes up and down and people do it and people don't do it. You never really hear how successful people go with it. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if you do get takers on this. But my question to you is if I'm a buyer, yeah. So I see this and I'm like, whoa, six thousand dollars, Brendan. That's a lot of money for a, a fairly large print that's framed. Yep. Um, what what do I get out of buying this one off print from you? Like what what's the yeah, what's what's the payoff for me in in regards to buying that? Exclusivity is obviously the big driver, is that that is the only one. It will come with a certificate of authenticity, all that sort of stuff. And the driver behind that was I have actually had a couple of people come into my shop and I won't say complain, but they see a canvas that's on the wall and they'll say, oh, I bought that. And they kind of have a couple of people have had a bit of a jibe and it's kind of lighthearted. It's like, oh, gee, I would have thought for what I paid for it to be the only one. Yeah, and it's right. like yeah. it's like yeah okay you paid 500 bucks for it move on whatever mm. um yeah. but it did it does sort of resonate with me in so far as i think it's pretty cool to know that it's a unique piece and i think yeah. i think that is the main driver for the for the buyer of the artwork um yeah. and uh, there's going to be a trust factor there cuz they're just going to have to trust me that i am literally going to destroy that file, yeah. then the, yeah. I will delete it in front of them if they want me to. <laughs> it's yeah, going to be, yeah. it's, it's in one spot on a hard drive. I know exactly where it is. I've even deleted off the memory card already. Um, yeah. And the only reason I've got it still is I haven't printed it yet. So, yeah. So that, that's, that's the the tricky one, isn't it? Like the limited edition, like, the, and, and it's interesting that you've done this because I, I did a similar thing a few years ago where I just did a handful of photos, one-offs and put them up there yeah. for a similar sort of price and just didn't get a single bite, didn't even get any feedback, didn't get anything. Yeah. And But the, the comments that I got afterwards were like, well, yeah, but, you know, it's a one-off, but, you know, you've still got the file and you're still sitting yeah. on your computer. I'm like, well, I would have, I could have deleted the file. I could have done this. I could have done that. But the other one that people did feedback was, well, but what, why would I, what, what, what's the benefit of me buying a Brendan Waits piece of art? Like, are you, is it going to go up in value? Is it an investment or is it just, a purchase on something they like the look of like it's a, it's a it's a tricky one so if someone comes into the store and they're they're sort of etching to buy it what what's the sales pitch that you give them you've obviously said the exclusivity that word bloody yeah. exclusivity yeah. Yeah. that they're going to get a one-off um but it is are you selling it as an investment for that person well, that's going to go up are, or these are the questions that need to be answered and part of the reason mm. i'm doing the very this very exercise um yeah, is right. yeah i i i do I would like to think that it is an investment, um, particularly given that we're printing it on archival quality canvas. Um, yep. You know, it's going to it, and the certificate of authenticity will 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 explain that as well. That it's going to last. You know, yep. it'll it'll outlast us five times over. Um, yep. You know, and that's not to say that you know I think I'm worth it or that I think that people should be investing in my photography. That's not the case at all. I don't have an ego like that. Um, 
it was more, I think I mentioned it to you at the time as well. It's it's okay. I can sell this one piece for $500 and sell it 10 times over five years. Yeah. Or I can try and leverage the dollar value of it by selling it once yeah. uh, and get that money that I would get over five years, get it in one hit. Yeah. Um, so there's a financial side to it. No question. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, obviously there's a financial side to it. How did I come up with the price? I have no idea. I just, yeah. I actually had a figure in mind uh, and laughed at myself. So I came back a bit from that. <laughs> uh, this is, mate, it's yeah. purely an exercise in testing the waters. Uh, it's yeah. scratching a bit of an itch, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting. Uh, and like I said, you see a lot of limited edition prints going everywhere and like Ken Duncan limited edition prints and Steve yeah. Parrish and, you know, there's all these limited editions. But I, I, I'm with you in a way. I think the one of one works. Yeah, I think I think uh, that's the only true limited edition in photography can be one of one. Yeah. That's right, and and it and it relates back to what you're saying about the painting. You know, they only paint the original once, and then they they obviously reproduce it as a print or whatever. But yeah. the original the original image is always, or the original painting is always worth the most. So, yeah. I was of the same. I I when I tried it a few years ago, it was going to be one of one of five or something like that. But yeah, I think the one of one works better. Yeah, um, and it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, if it anyone. Yeah, yeah. I I. I honestly don't think it'll sell um and that's fine too but as i say it, i just need to find out if, if this sort of thing has a place um yep. and there are <clears throat> photographers that are selling pieces as big as that for way more than six grand so yeah will, uh, and, will you, and not limited to one of one will you will you put it in the shop or will you only print it once it's sold i think i'm i'm tempted to put it in the shop i, I don't know whether i will um because the, if the I, only... I, I can I can picture yeah. it being at like I know the front of your shop, I can picture yeah. it being like a center masterpiece with nothing else around it. Yeah. And that that's it. I think having it yeah. in the flesh might push you in yeah. the right direction. The issue I would the only issue I would have is that it would then become one piece of artwork in my shop that is 10 times the price of anything else that I've got in there. Yeah. Um and then you run the risk of, you know, a person comes in, I've got you know, um, you know, I'm busy. They say, "How much is this?" I say, six thousand dollars." They laugh in my face and walk out. You know, and that, and 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 I, and that, that I'm prepared to wear that. I mean, when it's when it's on a website, there's the anonymity. They're laughing, but not in my face, so that's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I'm saying there? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. want people to. I, I don't want to come across as some wanker that thinks he can. You know, all my pieces aren't six grand. It's just this one is. That one over there is, you know, yep. six hundred dollars, but you're gonna that's gonna be the ninety-fifth time that I've sold it. So yeah. what about know, if someone comes in and says, I want that print, but half the size and I'll give you three thousand? They can't have it. I've got to stick to yeah. my guns. I've yeah, got to stick to my guns. Because that <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that's and to be honest, Cam, that's why I chose an image like this. I yeah. like it. I'm I'm really proud of it. I think it's a cool shot. Mm. Um yeah. but it's something completely different to what I do. I've never Never have I mm. ever, um, done, you know, <laughs> done done this sort of thing, printed it, framed it, anything like that. So yeah. yeah, look, it'll be interesting, and I will keep Down South Photo Show listeners and watchers posted on mm. what happens with it. Um, look, yeah. I, I'm I'm going to leave it on my website for twelve months. Okay. Um, that's how long I think it would be a good time to test the waters on it. I think that's how long yeah. it needs. 
Yeah. Um, and see if I can stir up a bit of interest and just get the conversation going. It'll be it'll be fascinating. The, the yeah. I suppose that's the other small driver is I I don't think good landscape photographers get paid enough for their work, mate. I, I really don't, and particularly their prints. So mm. if this can in some way, you know, drive pricing a little bit more in those photographers' favor, then hey, I'm all for that too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's um because we're You're battling right, like, with we're battling with the IKEAs of the world and we're battling with the Harvey Normans of the world. You've been to a Harvey yeah. Harvey Norman furniture store? I try not to. I know, but like you go in there and they've got these mass produced prints. I guarantee you the photographer's getting jack squat out of it. Yeah, that that's right. They get they no. get nothing out of it. No. But this is this is I've had this conversation with mates as well. Like we're our own worst enemy photographers, you know. Yeah. Like we're where we class ourselves as artists. And we're a specialized artist. We're not, you know, we're not we're not a painter, we're not a musician, we're not a sculptor, or whatever we are. We're 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 a photographer. So why the hell can't we sell our art at six grand, ten grand, twenty grand, fifty grand a pop? Yeah. Why what just because everyone takes photos doesn't mean everyone's an, an artist in regards to photo- photography. So but we do, we kick ourselves in, in the in the backside a bit because everyone just sell stuff for cheap and 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 we don't seem to have an identity anymore as artists we're we're just photographers and all we do is just take photos of things we see and things we do yeah, yeah because you're right and there's the um there's the 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 image that's portrayed is that it's easy um yeah. you know yeah. anyone anyone can take a photo i'm telling you right now not anyone could have taken that grasses photo that i've got not anyone can take that photo in your background that's, that's right. yeah. there's there's a lot of experience that comes into that composition that i can see over your shoulder there yeah. um so you know, and, and, and you're so, right why why is it sell, sold so short all the time yeah that's it and like we you know maybe we need to stick up for ourselves you know it's the same yeah. old like I, I put up a post tonight about housing pricing around australia and how it's killing everyone at the moment yeah you know housing prices can go through the roof and people still buy houses so why can't photography, prints, and artwork go up, go up in value, and people still buy them? The yeah. reason being is because the market is set so low because people just put stuff up and sell, you know, a huge canvas for a hundred dollars, and away we go. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, good luck with it. I keep us updated because I'm interested to see. You know what? I I, I reckon you might sell it. Okay. I I, I I I I'm honest. Like what I said before, I reckon in the next twelve months, there's a ten percent chance that I'll sell it. I reckon I reckon it's a bit more than that, but and the reason why I think it's a bit more than that, and this is not stereotyping anyone, but the region that you live in, um, and yeah, there's yeah. there's there's some nice houses down there. There's a bit of money down there where people live. Um, I can just picture someone coming in to get a passport photo for their world tour, your first class <laughs> ticket around the world, and they see that and go, "That'll look great in my fifth bathroom." Yeah, um, and they might just buy it. So that that's where I reckon it might go um yeah but it's interesting keep it keep us updated with it is and definitely of will. course if you do sell it the proceeds will go straight to the buy us a beer foundation to the beer fund um should we mention the beer fund the the beer fund this yeah, week yeah. did we have a donation we did brett w thank you brett w for donating you. beer to us this week if you would like to buy us a beer head to dsps.com.au that's dsps.com.au and look for the buy us a beer button uh, you can buy us a beer, two beers, five beers, or, or a be- slab, or a slab. Um, yeah, a slab Thank you, for those listening north of the Murray River. It's a box hey. of beer, basically. 
we forgot to mention that we're actually rating in the British charts of podcasts. Isn't that, isn't that hilarious? It is hilarious. We're, and we're not, we're, we're probably almost doing as well in the British charts as we are in the Australian charts. That's, that's so, fantastic. Hello to all our British listeners. Yeah. And we do apologize about the first test at Headingley. Yeah. Yeah, we don't. Um, it was one of the best get. things I've ever seen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> we've, got, we've got a team full of number 11, so you deal with it. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Um, Baz balls if you, up. If, if you do listen and you're in the uh, Great Britain or that sort of Northern Hemisphere region, please give us a shout out or send us a message or say good day. Um, yeah. We'd love to hear where you hear from. But yeah, that was a real buzz for me. We're like, oh, we're yeah. like, like you said, we're like the Beatles. We've broken into the Brits. That's right. We've bro- broken into another market. Um, if you, mm. Wherever you are, we'd like to hear from you. You could be, you yeah, could be yeah. anywhere, we're anywhere outside of Australia. We love our Australian listening audience, of course, but yeah. we're always fascinated to know where people are listening to us from. Um, and people see, it's great because people see us go through our seasons. And if you look back through the last mm. two years of thumbnails, you can sort of see the backgrounds change with the seasons. It's pretty yeah, cool. They do. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, if you are listening, um, just shout out, send us a message on, on DSP. DSPS, what is it? DSPS.com.au. That's right. Um, send us a message, tell us where you're coming in from, tell us what your weather's like. Um, they can enter the competition if you've got some weather shots. I think we've got some international shots in there as well. So they can buy my limited edition print and I'll ship it to them for, for the same <laughs> price as what it's worth. Yeah, I'll have to get on a plane myself and carry it. Yeah, It'll well, probably be cheaper than shipping the thing come, there. Comes with free delivery if you just fly Brendan over there. That's right, exactly. I'll, I'll hang it in your house. It sounds like a good mm. idea to me. Um, yeah. do we, do we want to do the this... second one or we might hang that over for next week? Soon, we might already... hang, yeah, we might do it next week. I reckon it's, I think it's a good one, though. It is a good one, so, so stay tuned tune for next week. Next week, um, are we if gonna we've do got any... you available next week? We don't know yet, we'll work that out. Uh, I'll be in the Flinders Ranges from Monday next week, but we did one from the Flinders last year. We did, so there's no reason so... why we can't do it again. No, I'll have cousin Dan, five star Dan, who's helping me out, he'll be in the background, probably drinking a beer or. Can I call him Five Star when I see him? I like that. Yeah, five star. absolutely. That's a great nickname. Five, five Star. Um, <laughs> just a side note with Daniel. He's like obviously my cousin. I yeah, love him to death. He's a, we're, we're best mates. But I rang him yesterday or the day before, and he didn't answer. I said, "Why don't you answer?" When the boss calls, you answer. Kind of thing. He goes, oh, "I've just got, I've just got to go to the hospital." I'm like, "What? We're three days out or four days out from a tour. What have you done?" He goes, "Oh, I got my fingers smashed in a log splitter." Oh. I'm like, good, good, Daniel. That's really good. He goes, that's okay. They think, he goes, I can see the tendons, but it should be okay. And oh. just so he's gone to the hospital. Apparently, it's all okay. Damn. His tendons are fine. Um, a couple of years ago, he put a grinding blade through his shin. That was good. Right. Um, so he needs to stop. He does like home maintenance and gas bottle stuff up at uh, King Lake in Victoria. There, he needs to stop doing that and just come on tours with me. He's safer with me. Yeah, and he's doing his own job. He's uh, he's Dan the tool man, Dan the tool man, Dan five star <laughs> Dan, and but he, he's just well, you know, so. if if he is incapacitated, surely he could run a retail store while I go to the Flinders Ranges. Okay, deal. That oh, that sounds I'll, good to me. Hang on, do you have chemicals in your store? <laughs> no, not anymore. No, We're I, 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 he, he'll be fine. Then. He'll be fine. Good, <laughs> Everybody's anyway. favorite segment is back for another episode for episode eighty four. It's Dear Cam. Yes, it is and back. It is. Dear Cam, it's funny because it says, my question. My question, dot, dot, dot. Okay. I purchased a polarizing filter for my Sony RX10. Is that the one that doesn't have the The removable lens? It's like a bridging camera, isn't it? The RX10? I'm looking it up now. I'm almost Uh, certain it's 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 like a big zoom compact camera. 
Let's see. Yeah, you're right. It's yes. got a five million times. Hey, I know my cameras. All right. How much are they worth? Uh, what are they worth, or what are you prepared to buy one for? <laughs> what are they? What, what what are they retail for? Uh, they ain't cheap. Uh, they, I'm going to say nineteen ninety nine. Seven. You looked it up, didn't you? Seventeen eighty four. Seventeen eighty five. I know your cameras, uh, mate. Um, they have a 20, 25 times optical zoom yeah, lens built in, so they're they're a cool in. camera. I purchased a yeah. polarizing filter for my Sony RX10 Hoya brand. However, whenever I try to use it, while the camera will focus on screen, autofocus locks on. The photos are always out of focus when I download them. Is it a case I should? Is it a case that I should buy the specific brand of filter for the camera? Oh, you're saying like buy a Sony buy filter a Sony, for a Sony yeah. camera. Um, um, no, that's, no. that's dear, it's no. not called dear Brendan, is it? Dear Cam, no. go for it. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, and who's that from? Andy Connor. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Um, Where's Andy from? Anyone? Oh, for God's sake. Doesn't matter. Yeah. We'll, we'll do you have, do you how many way. things I do at once on this this bloody show? Yeah, I know. Yeah, we know. It doesn't matter where Andy's from. Let's answer this question. Yeah. Andy or Randy? Did you call him Randy? <laughs> this has gone off the rails. Andy. <laughs> Randy Connor. Just, just, sounds like, just is, is, wasn't that a wrestling star? Randy. Before Connors? we drive this whole thing right into the ground, can we bring this back onto the? Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Andy's never going to ask a question ever again. Um. So, um, it doesn't sound like it's a filter problem to me. Like. The Hoyas are a good brand of filter. They're the filters I use. Um, but it says, while well, his camera will focus on screen, autofocus locks on, the photos are always out of focus when mm -hmm. I download them. I, mm -hmm. I'm thinking there might be a bit of an issue with the autofocus of the camera or, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I was going to say maybe the, the diopter was different in the camera that it's making it look like it's in focus, but it's not. But if the autofocus says it's locking on, I would suggest it's probably a camera issue. Because yeah. the the filter shouldn't adjust the focus. If it was going to be out of focus, it'd be out of focus. I reckon. I I know. Know. What do you think? I reckon I know the answer. Okay, I you know might know more because right. you obviously know the camera. But no, no, no. I personally, um, or Andy, slow shutter speed. Yeah. So I think what's happening here is that Andy is putting a polarizing filter on in already low light conditions and right. not compensating for that. Now, what I mean by that is, we're fitting the polarizer is going to cost you sometimes two stops of light, which means you might be getting a shutter speed below 1 60th of a second, which as anyone who's done one of my workshops knows, that is alarm bells. If it goes below 1 60th of a second, it's almost impossible to handhold a camera steady enough. So I'm going to guess, Andy, what you're doing is you're looking at the photo on a big screen, so you're enlarging it up. On your small screen, on your camera, it probably looks okay. But when you go and put it onto a PC or a laptop, a bigger screen, it looks out of focus. But what you're actually looking at there may be camera shake. It might be blur. Yeah. Um, you might need to invest in a tripod, my friend. Uh, the other thing as well, I think I think you might have hit the nail there because if it's a 25 times optical zoom uh, in in a, a compact sort of, not a compact camera, but an all-in-one camera, it won't have the fastest lens. It won't be like a really wide Correct. aperture. So I would suggest that when he's focusing, that it'll lock on focus and look sharp on the screen. And when he presses a button, like you said, it probably looks pretty good, but when he brings it back on his home computer. So yeah, maybe it is a bit of camera shake. Uh, yeah. If it's not checked. So when, you, when you're editing on things, you can easily just check what the shutter speed is in your exit data or whatever it is. Um, if if you're getting, like Brendan said, a 60th of a second or slower, um, then most likely it's camera shake. And then don't worry about getting your camera fixed. Just get a tripod. 
But if it's like a thousandth of a second and it's still blurry, then I, you might need to go get that checked then out. Then there's an issue. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, cool. Tri tripods, by the way, don't instantly solve camera shake. Tripods plus self timers or uh, remote yes. shutter releases do. So just yep. bear that in mind because you need, even when you push the trigger to take the photo, you need time for your camera to stabilize, particularly yep. at the bigger zooms. One thing about the RX10, and again, I'm, this is without Googling, but I believe at the widest angle, it's f2.8. Um, oh, no. no, it's not. So my maybe that was the RX100. No, no, you, it's 2.4. 2.4, it's even better. There you go. Yeah, so it has a Zeiss Vario Zona, whatever that is, a yep. 24 to 600 mil, 2.4 to F4. So it's F4 at 600 mil. That's impressive. That's bloody impressive. That's um, why it's two grand, but it's it's very yeah. good. I had I had one in my shop. Yeah. I don't think it was an RX10. It might have been the RX. Anyway, it was similar. Um, yeah. They're really the, cool. The, I like them. I, I think they're actually underrated. There's a couple of downsides. They've got APS-C size sensors and all that sort of stuff, but um, yeah. they've got bloody good lenses, good glass on them. Yeah. Uh, they don't have any... I'm just checking if they've got any image stabilizer or anything like that. They would have to uh, have. They would have to wide angle density. You, you would tracking. think so, being being Sony. Streamlined focusing. Uh, it's a Sony. Doesn't seem to. Oh, okay. So maybe, maybe it doesn't. Hey, anyway, it's 2.4. Those, those, you need it. Yeah, those, those two things, Andy, I would be checking out um, just to see. So check the shutter speed of your files. If they're really quite low, then that could be a, an issue. Uh, if they're quite high, then then the issue is probably more to do with the camera. But I would say we're on the right track with the shutter speed. And last but not least, Andy, just keep a look at your ISO as well. You might be looking at grain and thinking that it's actually blur. So there's that too. So yeah, lower lower ISO as well. So there's a few factors going on there. But um, yeah, as as we said, if you check all those things in your EXIF data and it still looks like it should. Yep. Then there might be an issue with the camera. If you yep. have a deer cam question for us, please send it in to us via dsps.com.au or via our Facebook page. Uh, just entitle your post deer cam and we'll do the rest or send us a, what is it, a DM? Get down in our DMs. Yeah. Hey, um, there was a bit more to Andy's email. Uh, it is a polarizing filter, yep. um, which is a focus problem question. He said, I love the podcast. So relatable on so many levels, perhaps as two, I am middle-aged, dare I say a tad cranky too. <laughs> yeah nice uh, one Andy. We're, your, we're feeling you <laughs> i only found your podcast a few weeks back about halfway through catching up so there you go good stuff nice one welcome aboard andy good to have you on. yeah yeah absolutely yeah and we it's love easy. it um yeah so more questions the merrier for us would be awesome yeah um we did the beer donation so uh cam now you're off to the flinders ranges yes now, we, is this is this the same... Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right <laughs> In the five star down. Is this the same, <laughs> basically the same trip that you did uh October last year? Yeah, so I do two of, I do two of these a year. So yep. we do one in June and we do one in September. Yep. So sure. um so this is the September uh, duh, this is the June, July one. Yep. Uh and then we go again <laughs> in September. So yeah. Um awesome. so yeah, we I head up, I'll be up your way on Saturday morning as we we're discussing. Yes. And then uh I've got to go pick do you up have places Daniel. left for your September one. Uh, good question. I think we you don't. Know, we might as well plug it while we're at it. Yeah, let me have a look. I don't think we do. I think it's sold out. But uh, look, if there is a spot there, I'll let you know. Uh, no, we're sold out. On okay. that one. Is, are there any other of your workshops you would like to plug while you have the floor? Uh, we've got well, the one we're doing next year, the Tarkon to Cradle Mountain one, yes. which is April next year. That has one spot left. Wow. Um, so that's... Um, I don't remember the dates off the top of my head. It was April, I think it's April, I'm going to say 12th to 
18 or something like that. Sounds familiar, sort of, yes. Yeah, it's, it's sort of mid-April, right in the middle of the Fagus time. So we're going to do three days at Tarkine, three days at the Cradle Mountain region. That's got one spot left. Um, I do have a Cradle Mountain winter one, speaking of winter, which is coming up in early August, um, that I haven't had any takers on. I've had a couple of inquiries, um, but uh, no takers on that. So that one well, is from the 4th sounds... of August. That sounds pretty awesome, and it looks like uh, it's going to be a cold winter, so you're probably yeah. going to get some pretty good winter yeah. wonderland Fourth of, shots. 4th of August to the 8th of August. Um, I'm happy to go with just a couple of people because it's such a magical time to go up there. But, yeah, yeah so that's all good. Um, what else have I got? I've got a Bruni Island workshop, a three-day Bruni Island workshop in August as well. Oh, but uh, everything else is selling pretty well. Like, they're all yep. going. If anyone's listening from Perth, Here's a shout out to our Perth Here WA. Here we listeners. go. Here we go. Um, I have two Olympus OM days scheduled for the 9th and 10th of September in Perth. We're going to do like a big CBD walk around and around the, the river and the Swan River and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I need people to book the places because it's a long way to go. <laughs> it's a long way. It's a long way to go. Um, so on the 9th of September, I've got four places left. On the 10th of September, I've got six places left. I'm going to give it till the end of June to make a decision on whether or not we go ahead with these. But if you're in Perth, you don't have to use Olympus. It's going to be a day out just taking shots around the city. We'll teach as much as we can in the day, have a lot of fun, uh, have a few laughs. But if you do want to try any of the Olympus OM gear, I'll have a heap with me. You can try it out if, you, if you're in the, the market for a change or an upgrade. But yeah, I need to get a few more numbers for those two, September 9 and 10. They're both single day ones, so two days. But they've got to make it worth my while to get over there. Otherwise, I'll be donating money to Jetstar and everyone else. <laughs> That's right. Which I don't want to do. <laughs> um, Cam's workshops are linked in the description below, just by the way, the website for his workshops. Uh, yes. The D, the Down South Photo Show workshops can be found on dsps.com.au. I'll give one more little plug because, yes, Please last do. night, sorry, last night, Tom Putt and I uh, had a talk on our Franklin River. So him and I go down the Franklin River once a year. He pretty much just jumped on my tour and stole it, but, you know, fair fair yeah. play. Um, so we're going down on November 10th. It's eight days rafting down the Franklin River. It's an incredible trip. Incredible. Uh, it's not for everyone. You've got to have a little bit of general fitness. If you've got a bad back, neck, ankles, knees, then probably you're probably out. But you go down this incredible river, um, you see an amazing scenes, get some photos that not many other people get. We did a presentation last night, about a 45-minute presentation, Um we might even chuck a link in the show notes for that as well. People want to go have a look at that. Uh, we've got three places left on that, um, and that leaves in November. So that's more plugging than I've done all year, I reckon. That's good. That's fine. I'm sure good. Sure that there's some listeners out there whose ears would have pricked up on a couple of those. Um, yes. So, right, you're off to Flinders Rangers next week, so Flinders we'll talk Rangers. to you from there next week. Um, I am in a week and a bit's time heading up to the Mallee. I'm very excited about this. I'm hopefully um, going to see you there. There is a very good chance that we will cross paths while I'm there, which is great. Um, and the reason I'm excited is, A, I get to go and take photos. Great. B, I get to scout locations for the Mallee, the Mallee Murray workshop. I already pretty much know where these locations are, but I just want to go there uh, beforehand just to, you know, mm. re-familiarise myself with the, the different locations that we're going to be heading to. So I'm quite excited about that. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that we can swing by on the way back and catch up for yeah. an night or two. And yeah. Have a have a beer. Oh, you'll be able to see. You'll be able to meet four star Dan. Or whatever yeah, I have, I have met him before, but it was a long time ago. Um, and mm -hmm. if we don't have a beer in the Sea Lake Hotel, I'll be very disappointed. Well, maybe we can meet there. That sounds that sounds like a plan. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that's all we've got for the podcast tonight. Uh, unless okay, you have anything more to add. 
No, I think that's good. Um, like I said, make sure you get entries in for the June weather competition. Um, there's a lot go going check. on, isn't there? There's a hell of a lot going on. This show's got <laughs> bigger than we ever thought it was. Um, make sure you go check out Brendan's $6,000 one-off print, one only. 5995 That sounds better, doesn't it, than 6000 It does. It does. Um, and, yeah, make sure you get your dear Cam questions in. Beer donations are always welcome. I'll see you in the Flinders next week. Um I'm, I'm almost running this show now, and I'm you like have, becoming you, the host. That's it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm redundant. <laughs> <laughs> never. We can't. You, you, you've, you've got the intro down, Pat. I can never right. I, I could, do I that. I could so. say it in my sleep. Uh, thanks for listening yes. and watching episode number 84 of the Down South Photo Show. We will see you for episode 85, which kind of sounds like a milestone, but it probably isn't. Uh, 15 to go. True. We'll see you next week. Bye for now. <laughs> Cheerio. Bye. Bye.